save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. This is a podcast from Minute Media. So Scotty Pippen has lost it. Welcome into DeWindy. Sam Smith, Bulls.com, coming up. I needed a moment before I waited on this for whatever reason because it's just so damn disappointing. Scotty, let me tell you something. Love you. Appreciate you. Phenomenal player. All of it. And I'll get into it with Sam. But you were not underrated. If anything, you were overrated. People have you in the top 50 all-time. Some have you in the top 20. They have you ahead of lots of incredibly talented players. You're way ahead of Dominique, and you're ahead of Barkley, Clyde Drexler, a long line of guys who, if they had played with Mike, they probably would have won a bunch of rings. But you were phenomenal, fantastic but you were also in the right situation. So the fact that you have just lost any gratitude for your incredible fortune to be a Chicago Bull, to make the amount of money that you made, even though you took a terrible contract, you still got paid on the back end. You should not be having any financial difficulties. You shouldn't be worried about Jordan making money on a documentary. And, and you, it's, just, it's just terrible. Quote, I was nothing more than a prop, his best teammate of all time, he called me, Pippen said, of Mike in an excerpt from Unguarded, which comes out on November the 9th. He couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. Dude, Scotty, he said at his Hall of Fame speech where he literally went at everyone that people should never say his name without saying your name. I mean, what more do you want, dude? My God. Truly incredible, absolutely positively incredible, and maybe it doesn't matter to him, but you just got divorced, dude. That is a divorce from MJ all day. It's also a divorce from the fan base. If you go on Instagram today, Scotty Pippen on Instagram put out a tweet that he was going to be at Jewel selling whatever bourbon he's pitching, which, hey, Pip, that's great. I love that you're making money. Do it. Grab what you can. No problem. But here's the thing, Scotty. When you when you want to sell things, you want the fans base to like you. They don't like you when you go at MJ. They just don't. Hey, guys, this is a thing on Instagram. If you're looking for some, some signed digits bottles, I stopped by Jewel Osco, 102 West Division, to sign a few. 410 comments. Why don't we read some of these? Um... I heard MJ is coming out with some whiskey called Last Shot. Are they signed by MJ? Thanks, Scotty Trippin, MJ's little brother. I mean, it's just the midlife crisis undefeated. I mean, endless. Hating on future, my bad. I mean, MJ. This is what you got talking crazy in media, huh? I'll pass. Try to be more humble, Scotty. You've been acting weird lately. Why are you hating on MJ? He didn't help you out when you had money problems. 
I mean, it's endless. You just divorced yourself from a large portion of the Bulls franchise, Bulls fan base. And if you showed up at the United Center, I'd still cheer you. Scotty Pippen, six-time world champion, all that. But, I mean, my God. I think it's almost like you have to look look past your family member who just can't get things right, but he's still a part of the family. That's how I'm going to look at you, Pip. You're still part of the family, bud. You're still in. You're still a bull. You were still a part of the greatest moments in my sports life. Number one thing that ever happened to me sports-wise, the 1991 Chicago Bulls, MJ finally getting over the hump. I would not have been able to sleep as a sports fan if Jordan had never won. It bothered me to that level. And the best game that I've ever been to in person for me, 1992, Game 6, Portland, at home, Bulls dancing on the table, me standing on seat 18 and 19 in Section C, aisle 3, row H, with my brother who wanted to leave because he thought they weren't going to come out and I wasn't going anywhere. That night, I was in college. will never be topped. And I've been at a lot of huge Chicago sporting moments. But that's number one for me. Number one. So, Pip, you're still part of the family, bud. You're still here. But this is just pathetic. Absolutely, positively pathetic. Dude, take a deep breath. Perhaps get some coaching. Get a little guidance. Talk about the, the, the bitterness that you feel, whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, Sam Smith, Bulls.com. Right now, it's DeWindy. Showtime. My relationship with Mike is, is great. It's great as ever. My all-time favorite, Sam Smith, Bulls.com. I grew up with you, Sam. Just good to see you, by the way. Thank you for making a minute for us to discuss. People are mad at Scotty. I'm a little irritated with Scotty. How truthful is Scotty being, or is he just trying to sell books here, Sam? I mean, does, is he really? I mean, I feel like this is a divorce. Him and Mike are officially. I don't. I don't think you come back from this one. Well, they never. They never were close. I mean, you know, Michael was never close, and I think he. You know, he made that fairly clear in the last. You know, last dance documentary. You know what it comes down to a lot is. And I, I understand, and, and sports writers like myself, you know, we all play into broadcasters. We all sort of play into that fantasy of all, all the guys are in it together and they're pulling, you know, pulling for one and all for team. And, you know, they've seen before the game and they're slapping hands and have the little dances, at least LeBron's teams. And, you know, there's a distinction between what we see on the court and the rest of real life. And, you know, real life is, is an awful lot different. And, and, you know, in the cases with the Bulls, you know, Michael came along at a different time, you know, he came along uh, and then, and then MVP defensive player of the year. Now he's competing with, you know, uh, with the bird and magic and, and Dr. J and Isaiah Thomas, you know, elite legends of the game. And all of a sudden these two goofball kids come along, you know, Grant and Pippen, and they're, you know, calling to see what they wear the same clothes and everything. So they were they were in different times. And then later, when you know, when they got the second um, uh, three-peat in the, in the mid, mid-90s, I mean, he was completely, you saw from the documentary, he was with the, like the six bodyguards all the time. I mean, I don't even think you saw a picture of him with his teammates. And so, but there's nothing wrong with that. So Scotty had kind of an ambivalent relationship with Michael. He, he, he liked that big spotlight that shone on Michael. And then that's kind of always been a flaw that Scotty's had and, and had issues with, and it's cost him a lot in his life. 
you know, wanting to be the star, the main attraction, in the, you know, buying an airplane, for instance, you know, a lot of guys don't do that, but he did at one time and, you know, costly, you know, lost a lot of money and all that. And I, so I don't know what his financial situation is. And trust me, as somebody who's written books, I've, I've done okay, but they don't, they don't, it's not going to change Scotty's, Scotty's financial situation with a book. So I don't, I don't know what he was doing. I think it was, it's awful what he did. I, th I think a lot of it, you know, if he feels that way, that's, that's the way he feels, but it's shocking to me, one, you know, that he would condemn not only Jordan, but, you know, so many others associated with the Bulls who've done so much for him, you know, the other irony too in this, you know, remember this is no tipping Pippin. Yeah, this has not been the most the most generous guy in his lifetime to be calling out others for not helping him financially or giving to him. I mean, you know, who owes anybody? You know, this is a capitalist society. You know, you make a deal for yourself; it's your deal. Well, I just don't understand how he doesn't get it because I hear people say like Scotty is under underrated historically and all this stuff. No, he's not. He's considered no, right. in the top 50 of all time. Nobody underrates this guy. He's, if anything, he's overrated. And I, I'm not saying that he is, but if you were going to argue where he's placed, overrated, underrated, I don't know. Most people put him ahead of Dominique Wilkins. Is he a better player than Dominique Wilkins? I don't know. I'm not sure. Dominique was pretty damn good. You know, so uh, he, if you wanted a bucket, you'd certainly give the ball to Dominique. A lot of people would say they take Scotty over Barkley. And you can have that argument too, but is he a better player than Charles Barkley? I, I, I don't, you know, I mean, that's, that's, you know, but that's where he lands. So it's just, it's irritating. And listen, I, I give him all his due for being a phenomenal, phenomenal player to both ends, all of it. But th this is just bizarre. And like, and the money thing, Sam, he made more on the court than Jordan in the league. And how many guys on that team benefited financially for playing with Michael, Steve Kirk into the contract that he got packs, the contract Cartwright, the late contract that he, I mean, all these guys, Horace's deal, they all benefited playing with him financially. I mean, the, the, I don't understand how he doesn't see that. Well, and also as Michael told me, I benefited too. <laughs> so we, we all, did. right. We all did. No, no, it's true. And, and I understand, I understand some of the debates and they get it, get emotional, uh, yeah, and I don't want to diminish Pippen as a player, but he clearly was a number, you know, a number two guy. You know, it's, it's okay to be number two to Michael Jordan of all, you know, you could be number two, you know, and, and it's top 75 now, by the way, you know, we, we, right. we've moved on from that. Right. Um, you know, but if you want to look at it a different way, and that's opportunity for any of us, say, you know, I say, you know, you or I or whatever, been in a different situation, you know, I, we could have been this, could have had this, I, I, you know, opportunity is a lot of luck and not that Scotty wouldn't have had a successful career on some level, but, and, and nobody looks at it that way, but the Bulls did him an incredible, Jerry Krause did him an incredible uh, favor, if you will, when he, when he moved up to draft them, he traded up to number five to get him ahead of Sacramento because they knew Sacramento really liked them, really wanted them um, and was going to take them. So the deal they made was to get ahead of Sacramento to number five, which they did. So just say Scotty had gone to Sacramento to play with that mess of a team that for the next 10 years averaged 28 wins. 
as good a defensive player as you are, if you lose by eight points instead of 20, they're not going to vote you for anything because you're still losing. So he benefited tremendously from what occurred. Now, he made the most of it, too. Um, but I think, as you know, as the points you make, he wasn't the kind of player that could carry a team, uh, you know, that was going to be a, a championship team. And, but that, but that's, that's to his credit, really, that with the Bulls, he settled into this role where he was willing to free Jordan to be Jordan, you know, that Michael didn't anymore have to carry the ball out of the backcourt, wear himself down, make every play, that now Scotty could step in and that, and that Scotty was good enough that Michael trusted him to do that. You know, he didn't trust anybody else before that. You know, and when Doug Collins was coached, that was always the issue. And, and I remember Doug talking about it a lot, that you couldn't get the ball out of Michael's hand. He always ran back to get it on the inbounds pass and took up the whole court. And it, and it really wasn't until Phil got, you know, but both of them in concert and, and Michael trusted Scotty. So that's a, a big credit to Scotty. And Michael Jordan didn't trust a lot of other guys on the court. But he came to trust Scotty that, you know, you'll make the right play. You'll bring the ball up. You'll get us in position to succeed, you know. And, and so the other thing I think having, and we don't know, you know, he's in California and all, but, you know, he had a son die. He got a divorce again, you know, probably cost him a lot of money. I, I get, my guess is he's going through an unusually difficult part of his life. That said, uh, you know, it's over the line and whatever, and you could say anything about anybody that you want, but, you know, the, the general notion that Michael owes you because of what he did is incompre incomprehensible with any of us in our jobs. You know, other people get promotions, other people, you know, not a, everybody thinks they're great. You know, it, 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 people get, you know, promoted. I, at one time I wanted to be a columnist at the, in the Tribune and, and so other guys came in and got, you know, that happens. That's <laughs> the way it works. That's life. You make your own deal, you do your own thing. So, you know, it's just, it's just disappointing really to see, uh, you know, and, but like I said, I, I think there's, it's more to it, you know, calling Phil a racist is, you know, I mean, the guy basically adopted the, you know, Native American community for the NBA. I mean, some, so some of this stuff is so out of, you know, out of line and hard to understand that you, you have to figure there's other stuff going on in his life. So would you use the word surprise too? Like if somebody told you, Hey Sam, in 2021, Scotty Pippen is going to, as you just brought up the Phil part, he's going to call Phil a race. He's going to say, Michael was, was greedy in a documentary and basically owes him money. And he was going to torch. He was going to share a private conversation with John Paxson where I just, do we really believe that John Paxson was crying, but maybe he was uh, that he's that, that all this, that he would do all this. Like to me, it's, I, I you know, there's the other side of Pippen. Around the around the documentary, Michael and I will always have our relationship, no no matter any documentary. He said that right. he says a zillion right. nice things, and then he does this. So it's like, dude, my head's spinning. And I think you're right, Sam. Like like tough time in life, a lot going on. Doesn't know what which end is up. I can make some money doing this. F him, screw it, I'll do it. That's I mean, I think that makes the most sense. But I, I I'm 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 really I'm stunned by this. I really am. Well, you're right, and and the Jordan part is whatever you know, whatever the relationships were. And it was always back and forth with Michael, with everybody. 
But Michael, you know, has has celebrated Scotty more than any of other teammate. You know, at his Hall of Fame thing, I'd say I wouldn't have as wouldn't have achieved as much as I did without Scotty Pippen. Said said things, you know, promoting Scotty way beyond he did for anyone else ever. So you know, on that level, yes, I I was shocked, uh, surprised at least, you know, to read sort of the attacks on Jordan. Now, now my sense is this was. You know, as an excerpt pulled out, my guess is this is the biggest, you know, attention drawing thing. My guess is the rest of the book is going to be, you know, I grew up in, you know, Hamburg and I had eight brothers and, you know, I went to a play. But yeah, yeah, I don't think a lot of it is going to be so, you know, so accusatory or so sensational or whatever the case might be. Yeah. the thing you mentioned with Paxson, that that was really low because you know John did more for for Scotty or or did as much for Scotty as anybody. I remember you know the, the when when Paxson became GM, this is much forgotten. Uh, his first his first contract was to give a two year ten million dollar deal to Scotty, and I remember telling him saying you know this is a huge mistake you should not do this. this he can't play anymore i've seen him he can't he can't play at all and paxson said you know well he's done a lot for the organization you know he'll be a good mentor all this sort of stuff you know and scotty shows up can't play has one good game i guess i remember before christmas and then left and they asked him to stay around and help the young players and he wouldn't and he left for he was gone after after three months and never came back uh and then they still hired as an ambassador you know to represent the team so you know john when john was gm so john has done a tremendous amount you know to support more more than anybody in recent years i mean obviously the bulls organization you know which also gets forgotten i guess by scotty you know, in 99, when they were breaking it up and everything, he, he was wanting to go to Houston to play with, uh, actually to play with Barkley, who they got into a feud and broke up and Akeem and all that. But that's where he wanted to go. And they had the most cap room then. And, and the cap the cap rules were way different then. And there wasn't as much money available as there is now. But Houston had a maximum of 38 million. And, and that was the most to get, 38 million total contract. The Bulls, even though they didn't want anybody from it, to, to enhance Scotty's possibilities, they did a sign and trade in which they got nothing. So Scotty could get 75 million from the Rock, Rockets or 67 million. And so they almost doubled what he could get. He couldn't have got it without their help. And, and they were the only team that could do it. And they didn't benefit at all out of it. They got Roy Rogers and Trigger and who knows what else they got. But it was nothing they could use. Um, and, and, and so, you know, they basically enabled him to get another $35 million. Wouldn't you, no matter what's happened in recent years, wouldn't you have been appreciative and say, hey, look what those people did for me? <laughs> so that, that's really the disappointing part. Yeah. I, and it's like, dude, Hamburg, Arkansas, we're talking millions and millions of dollars here. You should be beyond set for life. I don't know what you've done with your money. Even if you had a terrible divorce, you should have half of a ton of money, which is still a ton of money in, in uh, you know, most people's lives. But whatever, the plane that you brought, I mean, I guess he bought the plane and there was no engines in the plane. That was, that was what was written. And 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, well, like you said, I mean, you know, I think you said, right. He, you know, his, his NBA contracts in total were more than Michael Jordan's. I mean, the dude made nearly a hundred million dollars playing the game. Yeah, it was over a hundred in contracts. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, I don't, that's, this is not rocket science. You shouldn't be, you should not be needing money. So it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess there's nowhere else to go with this, Sam, other than I, I, I don't know if he ever returns to the Bulls organization. Um, and, you know, I looked at he posted on Instagram today that he was going to Jewel to sign. He was doing autographed copies of his bourbon. And you look in the comments, they're killing him, killing, oh, right? killing him. You oh, know, I haven't, yeah, I haven't it, followed that, but I'm, you know, I'm really disappointed for Scotty. I mean, I'm really disappointed that it comes to that, that, you know, he wants to put all this behind, you know, and, and, sort of burn these bridges with Chicago like he has. Because you're right, I don't see how the Bulls could ever invite him back under any circumstances after he's trashed everybody like this. Right, and then, dude, you want people to come buy your bourbon. It's better to be aligned with Mike than trashing Mike. Mike's more yeah. popular than you by a zillion miles. Don't trash him. Now we're now everyone's giving you the one finger salute. Just a bad strategy. Well, um, and we can tell from watching the documentary, Michael likes bourbon. Yeah, that too. MJ would have been <laughs> buying your bourbon. Um, which, okay, let's wrap up with this. And I appreciate the time. SamSmithBulls.com. Read them or else your life is going to be ruined. Let's be hyperbolic for a second. But you're, you're always doing a phenomenal job. I, I don't even want to talk about the team right now. Actually, I've got one question on the team. Who's the best player on the Bulls right now, Sam? Zach Levine. You think he's better than DeMar? I'm gonna, oh, I gotta... oh, yeah. No, Zach. Zach has been underappreciated in Chicago for, you know, recent, you know, since he's come because the team has been bad, but you know, you should realize how, how great a player this guy is how easy it has him to score at all the levels as they talk about at the basket, mid range, long range. He's really a phenomenal player. And I, and I think one thing, you know, he, he hurt his finger and, you know, obviously he's having some impact and, and, you know, he's playing through it. A lot of guys would not play through this. This is, you know, this is a, you know, a severe injury, severe sprain, you know, you have to use your other hand, you know, but I think Zach went with the Olympic team and, and what he saw, he saw Tatum and he, and he, you know, he saw Lillard. He's better than them. You know, Lillard. Wow. That's a big comment. Sam. that's a big, he's better than both of them. I would rather Absolutely. Better than Lillard. No question. Lillard cannot do the things that Zach Levine can do on the court. And, he, and certainly Tatum can't. Okay. Other, I, than, I, other than alienating his teammates. I, I would agree with you as far as like pure talent, although both those guys are immensely talented, but pure talent and just off the charts athletic ability to leap leap through the gym and 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 also just do things on the ground his footwork and all of it's elite i i still don't think that he understands the game to 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 the level that he anywhere close that he could like i i think he just does a lot of dumb things out there which impales him and the team like demar just that dude knows how to win this is what i'm seeing although if I was going to impale my own point here, I'd say really calm because he's because when they play LeBron in the playoffs, he wasn't doing a whole lot of win, but that's against LeBron. So, I mean, so I actually, I take back my, I, I don't know. Demar looks like, a, like he's just really making an enormous difference here, but okay. Here, here's no, I'm my, not diminish, just quickly. Yeah. I'm not diminishing the, he's been great. And he was the guy I said all, all summer when he was getting criticized, that this was a huge coup for the bulls. He was not overpaid. He's the right guy. He was the biggest acquisition. But I'm just telling you, Zach, Zach is an amazing, amazing player. 
All right, next topic. And, and, and I okay, next topic. And I and I like Zach. I do. I'm I'm just pointing out that if 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 I need a game winning shot right now, I'm giving the ball to Demar. He's going to get a better one up. Would you agree with that? Not necessarily. He's going to get a shot, but they're, they're going to guard that. You know, his shot's going to be within 14 feet of the basket. Um, you know, and so they'll they'll close on that. The reason he's able to get so much of that stuff, and, and, and I don't, you know, the game against Philadelphia when they lost uh, just the other, last night, the other night, DeMar got that because their best player, Thibault, their best defender is taking Zach. So he's on Zach. So wait, wait, let me, let me explain the play to you. Yeah, okay, okay. So, so DeMar, Zach comes up to do the screen. The point is Zach's doing the screen because they ain't leaving Zach. So it's going to leave an incredible lane for DeRozan, which is what he got. He got an incredible lane open because Thibel, an all-league defensive type player, wouldn't go for DeMar. He went for Zach because he, you know, he knew that if, you know, that Zach open was too dangerous. And obviously they told him in this huddle, don't leave that guy. So now DeMar has the open lane and, you know, get to the basket. And, and no, no offense, he made a good play. He got blocked, whatever, could have been body, whatever the call was. But DeMar open lane, he, he ran the pick and roll with Zach. Okay. Uh, here, let me, let me wrap up with this then, Sam. Tony Kukoc gets honored. Artist Gilmore, the A-train, is out there to present him. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking around the United Center. Where's Pippen? Where's yeah. Michael? Where's anyone? Artis Gilmore? I love the A-Train, but I mean, like, where were these guys to honor, you know, a great teammate? I, I didn't, I, I thought that was disappointing. It, 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 it was. Now, now let's say, you know, Michael came to Springfield. He I doesn't know. do that for a lot of people. And the fact that he came to Springfield to be on the stage, I, I thought was a tremendous, you know, uh, honor, you know, for, for, coach and recognition from Michael, the guy who does not go, you know, get off the golf course for many people, you know, to come to get on it, you know, take a plane, get on it, come, come up there, you know, and he can't be in public basically. So basically flew up, you know, sat on the stage and flew back to Florida, you know, just to honor Pip Kukoc. So, so I, I think that was a tremendous recognition and much to, I think what happened, I don't think the bulls, you know, I understand they wanted it on, you know, Tony and glad they did. They just picked the wrong day. You can't pick the day after you do Noah, you know, because everybody showed up for Noah, you know, and, and, you know, they, they had a big reception right before it and everybody committed time, you know, who was missing obviously from Kukoc was his teammates, not so much, you know, you know, Scotty obviously wasn't going to, you know, come because of the circumstances and whatever got said. And Michael did come from already, but it was, you know, uh, some of the guys, you know, from that era, now Kerr is obviously working and some of the others. But I think what happened was, you know, they, they, they did this big alumni thing over a couple of days for Noah. And then by Saturday night, everybody, everybody was gone. Yeah, so I just think the timing wasn't great. But, you know, Tony got celebrated and I know he loved it. You know, I was there and, and was glad I was there for it. And, and the Bulls, you know, rented a place to do a, a reception, you know, after the uh, enshrinement in Springfield and a lot of Tony's friends, you know, guys came in from overseas, uh, some of the FIBA people. And, you know, so they, they, they did go all out and did, you know, did a private reception for him and everything catered and, you know, for the family. And I, I know he appreciated and loved it. And, 
I will say, you, you know, I know you think some some of what I say is hyperbole as far as Zach, but Tony was really underappreciated. Uh, and of all those players from Europe who got in before, you know, Divac and Raja and Marcelonis, Tony was the best by far, by far, not even close. The most honored, you know, he's got 11 rings. You know, it's it's Tony, it's 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 Phil and Red Arbeck. That's it, you know, or but Bill Russell. Yeah, and I, I watched the YouTube piece that the Bulls put together, and you're heavily featured in that. People should check it out. It's a it's a great uh, reminder of how good Tony was, and I'm guilty, guilty as charged. Did not appreciate him to the level that I that I should have. But if you go back to '98. You know, and everyone's like, oh, Scotty and Dennis, they helped Michael. Dennis was dead and, and drunk right. and had, had nothing. Right. And, P- and right. Pippen, right. Pippen was a, had a bad back and, and was limping around. Tony was, was the one guy he could really rely on, who was actually giving him some real help. Absolutely. And, you know, it was easy to dismiss. You know, we Americans are not the greatest when it comes to immigration, even though that's what we all were. You know, and Tony was easily dismissed because of the 92 Olympic thing and when he came over. But, you know, you go back and I know Pippen had that great season, uh, you know, with the first year after Jordan left. But, you know, who led the league in game winning shots? It was it was Tony Kukoc led the league in game winning shots his first year in the NBA. What does that tell you? Well, and that right. And that rewinds us all the way back to the original point. Like, Scotty, you're a two. Michael left and Phil quickly figured out, oh, boy. I, I, the guy who's going to actually have ice in his veins to hit a shot, it, it's coach. It's it's not you. I mean, I, th- I I can't remember any other game winner that Scotty hit that one off like a, a missed shot in the lane where it landed in his hands. I want to say it was against the Knicks. He had like a little 12-foot putback against the horn, which was just a reaction. Didn't have to think about it. I don't remember him ever creating a game-winning shot for himself. I don't think no, it ever no. happened. That's that's not what he was. Like I say, that's why had he gone to Sacramento or something like that, it might not have turned out as well. So the circumstances, you know, were great. But Tony was a shot maker. That that's what he was. You know, he he was the go-to guy. And and the thing that got overlooked, and you know, because they kind of made fun of you know the foreign guy kind of here, Tony was a good defender. He he was the guy in Europe when it, when somebody got hot, they would put him on him because he, wow. he was seven foot long. You know, he could guard guys, but he, you know he. He had such a good disposition. Things didn't bother him. And, and that's why Phil picked on him, just as he picked on Horace. You know, Phil's, that was Phil's expertise. He, he recognized, you know, he was great in human behavior. And he recognized who could take it and who couldn't. Horace could take it. You know, Scotty couldn't. Michael, you know, he, they didn't want to be yelled at or they didn't want to be singled out. Horace yeah. was fine with that. He was going to be a Marine. He was, he was expecting to be yelled at by a drill sergeant. <laughs> Tony was the same guy. You know, he had, it would roll off his back. You could yell at him. He, you know, he grew up in Europe playing and all these things where coaches are nuts and screaming at guys and going through boot camp training. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And so Phil, Phil saw that right away. And he, he recognized I can pick on this guy to send messages to all my lunatics like Rodman, who you can't flat because he'll have a meltdown. And so, you know, that was a great, you know, and that's always been, that was always, you know, because everybody can do X's and O. I can do X's and O's. What's the big deal? I can run, you know, th- there's one play. It set a screen for somebody. It's, it's not that hard. <laughs> you know, it's human It's human behavior and relationships over a long period of time. And that's why Phil was so great, you know, because he could do that and recognize that. No doubt. No doubt. 
Yeah. Sam Smith, great to see you. I really appreciate it. Always and, good to see you. Thanks. Yeah. I don't like ranking players. I don't like ranking myself because basketball is a team game. Had I played for another team, I would have probably done something different. I wouldn't have been as valuable had I played with a guy like Michael and Dominique. I would have figured out another way. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. When I look at a lot of the guys that I played against and that I've competed against in my career, there's a lot of guys that are de deserving to be in that top 20, 25. My relationship with Mike is, is great, as great as ever. You know, it's nothing changed. Uh, this documentary has not changed our relationship. friends forever. We both play the team game, so we, we understand the value of teammates. Yeah, I'll probably put Michael on, on somebody like Clay, Ron Harper, on Steph. I think we would do fine against that team. My relationship with Mike is, is great, as great as ever. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.